0: wonderful. Well, who's ready for the Word of God? I'm very excited because it's our executive pastor's first preach in the house this morning. So let's welcome Pastor Andy David. It's different. It's different coming as a speaker, as a guest, because I can say things and I don't have to come back for probably another year. So I've been warned by by my daughter, Hannah, Dad, don't do what you do and say the wrong thing because you've got to go back again. But you know what I'm convinced of? I'm convinced that actually this is a word in season and everything that has gone and been said this morning, I'm quite nervous because... Actually, I'm excited and nervous at the same time because this is a word in season for right now. You know, for me, for those of you who know nothing about me, this, is, this role as executive pastor is a million miles away from my comfort zone. But actually, when God speaks and when God moves, and uh, it's funny, isn't it? A few weeks ago, I'm in Rotherham, and I'm speaking to a network of leaders. And as I'm speaking to them, I, I made a comment they've known me for years, I said, you know me, I'm not a a Bible teacher, I'm not an evangelist, and and I laughed, and I said, and I'll never be a pastor, and within seconds, somebody in the room said, you should never say anything like that, because God will pick you up on that, and I've gone, yeah, 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 whatever, and carried on, that Sunday, I was speaking here, and after the service, we, we went for something to eat with Stephen Becking, Before we've even sat down, he looked at me and he said, I really feel you should apply for the pastor's role. And my answer to that was, should we order some food? (laughs) But you know what? There was something within me, and, and, and this is the truth. We didn't talk about it much, and me and Rachel got in the car after dropping Becky, after getting back, and we both looked at each other, and we laughed. And we laughed, and I said, could you imagine what that would look like? Could you imagine how that would fit with with doing wow and everything else like that? And we just sort of laid out a few things. Well, actually, this would have to happen. This would have to happen. This would have to happen. And in my mind, I'm almost doing myself out of applying. And I met with Steve the following day, and I just said, look, okay, let's give this a go. Let's see what it looks like. But I'd need to do this, 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 and this. And I'm thinking, if somebody came to me with that, I would have gone no way there's no way we can accommodate and he's just looked he's gone yeah yeah we can do all that I'm that convinced that you're the person to do this job we'll do that we can do that and the interview with Anita hey God has a plan and a purpose beyond our comfort zone and sometimes we need to break the limitations of what our mindset is and actually for me you know you'll learn, get to learn that when I speak it's something that I'm going through something that I'm having to push through, some limitations that I'm having to break through. And this morning, there are times when we've sang it, sometimes all I can do is say the name of Jesus. And I'm broken, and I'm crying, and I'm going, God, I don't know what to do. I don't know where this is going to go. And all I can do is call on Jesus. And he might not get the answer that you want straight away, but you get the answer eventually... And it might not come in the format that you expect it to be in. So that leads me to be in here. On my first Tuesday, we were in there and and we got called out to be prayed for. And there was the prayer and and all of a sudden Diane started to pray. And she's starting to pray for me. And this, this fits with me. Diane's known me since I was a 15-year-old boy, and she said, Lord, we thank you for Andrew, even though he was a scallywag. (laughs) I don't know whether even that qualifies as a prayer, but do you know what? That summarizes me up. I'm a scallywag, and we're here to actually achieve so much, but actually we're going to have some fun. We're going to reach this city, we're going to reach these people, and we're going to see this city changed. I have sat with Steve, and I said it last week, and I'm saying it again, that Steve and Becky are here for such a time as this. If ever there's a couple with a heart and a vision and a passion for this city. And I know that over the last year, he's, he's laid out his vision to rebuild the individual, to restore the community, to renew a city, and to share the good news, to rebuild the individual, restore the community, and renew a city. And it comes from Isaiah 61. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities and they will be devastated. And that city... Sorry, let's try that again. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, restore the places long devastated, and they will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. How powerful is that word? Now, I don't know whether you've looked on the website. And if you haven't, go and have a look. And on there, there's a prophetic word that was given to this church. You will be known as a people who touch the untouchable, conquer the unconquerable, beat the unbeatable, and win the unwinnable, and rebuild the unbuildable. Wow! And actually, I count it a privilege and an honor to be part of that. Like Steve, and like Becky, we're here for such a time as this. So often... As individuals and and, and as a group, we have limitations placed on us. But actually, when we need to break through these limitations, sometimes we just have to stop and identify what those limitations are. Is it the way that we think, the way that we act, the circumstances we were born into, education, life events that have impacted us, words spoken over us, words can be a great thing, words can be a nasty thing. Can it be financial? Can it be health? Can it be cultural? and mindsets. Sometimes we have to change our mindset and the way that we think. But all of these things, when we commit them to God, we start to see a breakthrough. In the last few weeks, I've, I've been editing a wow video. And there's a lady on the video called Joyce. And Joyce is one of the ladies that we support. And, and her story is... That husband died of AIDS. She was left with, chil- with children. She was kicked out of her village. And she said this. She said that actually she started to pray. And she prayed and she prayed. And then her house fell down. Not quite the answer to prayer that you'd want. But actually the statement that she made after that is an incredible statement of faith. Whatever he promised me, all my needs will come when circumstances around her were pushing against her, when limitations were put on her, she committed it to prayer, committed it to faith, and started to see breakthrough. Faith is now one of the women who serves on our project. I'm not doing a wow preach this morning, but it's a great illustration. So often, when we reach our limitation, that's when we start to reach out to God. I don't know about you, but when times are tough, that's often when our prayer life is that is the is the most frequent. It shouldn't be, but it is. And sometimes we have to break through those limitations. Hebrews 6:11 says, and it is possible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I want to please God. And I know that you want to please God. And I know that as a church, we want to see God move in this city. But so often, we have to break those limitations that have been put upon us. Don't you just love it when your iPad has a moment in the middle of your pre? Rachel's going to say to me, see, if you printed it out, it wouldn't have happened. Bear with me one second. There we go. See, I told you. I told you. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew 17, verse 20. You don't have enough faith, Jesus told them. I tell you the truth. If you have enough faith for a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. Move from here to there, and it would move. Nothing would be impossible. Sometimes we just need the smallest amount of faith to start to see our limitations broken. It can be something so small, and you might think it's insignificant. And sometimes just speak in the name of Jesus is that grain of mustard seed that we need. As we read through the Bible, and I love illustrations in the Bible of faith and about people that come through circumstances and situations. In Luke chapter 8, we find the woman who, who, responds, who responds and sees faith. Jesus had just crossed the lake. Jairus, a synagogue leader, fell at his feet pleading for Jesus to come to his house because his daughter was dying. There was a crowd, there was people pushing and shoving, and all of a sudden, in verse verse 43, we read, a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, and she could find no cure. Coming up from behind, she touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus said. Everyone denied it, and Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me, for i felt the healing power go from me when the woman realized what when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him the whole crowd heard her explain that she had touched him and she'd been healed immediately daughter he said your faith has made you well go in peace the woman with the issue of blood Is something I've spoken on before but sometimes you know when you go back and you revisit something you see something completely different and when I was reading this and prepping this week actually I saw four things in order for the woman to receive her healing she had to do four things she had to see something she had to break something she had to move and she had to stretch in order to do something the first point in in, and she had to see something we have to have a vision We have to have something to aim for that we can achieve for this woman her vision was to see herself healed for 12 years she'd lived on faith and on that vision that she constantly went to different doctors that she tried everything in her own capabilities to receive her healing her strategy hadn't really worked for her her condition would have deteriorated but she held on to the vision of having her health restored what's the vision for your life what do you need what extra faith do you need to step out and do for this woman it might have seemed to those around her almost unreachable but she had a vision and knew that that was God that she was going to receive her healing She saw the healing that caused her to move. She was an outcast of society. She saw her strength renewed. She saw her place in society restored. The second thing she had to do, she had to break something. She had to break the mindset and the perception of others that are around her that would have spoken negativity over her. Culturally, Go to Leviticus, I see, I can't even say that. Go to that book in the Bible, beginning with L. Chapter 15. It says that a woman who continuously bleeds is, oh, I've got the wrong teeth in today. She is ceremonially unclean. For this woman, it would have been not just a physical issue, she would have lost her place in society she would have been excluded she would have been isolated and her mental well-being would have taken a turn but actually she heard about this guy called jesus and she decided that actually what she wanted to do she tried the doctors she needed to try something else when she made this courageous act when she decided that she was going to see Jesus, to go out, to be amongst the crowds, it could have gone really wrong. She could have actually, it could have got worse for her, but actually what she did, she put herself in a position where she could actually receive her healing. She had to move, which is point three. She could have sat and said, "Ashley, Lord, Lord, I pray that you will bring Jesus to me. But she decided she had to move and put herself in that position where she could actually receive her healing sometimes we want God to do all the moving because that's actually the easy thing to do we can sit in our comfort zone and we can say well actually God if you want me to do this then then I want pink neon signs I want all of these things but sometimes because we live in our our comfort zone because we live in our area of contentment we decide actually I'm going to stay there for a while. But this morning, I want to challenge you. Don't let your contentment become your containment. Don't let your contentment become your containment. I could have said, hey, I can do wow. Well. I can continue on that path. I know this is what God's called me to do. But actually, I don't want to miss this opportunity. I don't want to miss an opportunity to actually get out of my comfort zone. To get out of what I feel comfortable doing to actually step out in faith to do something new. Because God has a plan and a purpose. Do you know what? When you step out in faith often, actually no, that's wrong. Not often when you step out in faith you become vulnerable. Because you're out of your comfort zone, you don't quite know how that's going to work out. And that's when you call on God. That's when you draw closer. That's when your personal relationship with God starts to grow, starts to deepen. You start to understand the scriptures more and more. Don't miss an opportunity. Don't sit and just wait. Sometimes you have to move. And the fourth point is she had to stretch. After 12 years, her body would have been tired she would have been fatigued. She wouldn't have had the energy to to do hardly anything, but she decided that she would put herself in that position. And I love this bit, that actually all she could reach was the very hem of his garment. Now, in my mind, I can imagine her trying to push through the crowd, the crowd pushing her back, but she was determined. She was determined just to touch Jesus. And I can see it. We've all seen those slow motion dives, haven't we? In my mind, she made this dive of desperation just to grab on the very hem of his garment. And the moment she did, that's when she received her healing. Stretching is uncomfortable, it can mean pain. It can mean discomfort but actually she had the faith to stretch out she had the faith to step out of her comfort zone and instantly 12 years of pain 12 years of discomfort 12 years of isolation was gone because she encountered Jesus The four points, she had to see something, she had to break something, she had to move and she had to stretch. For us as a local church, to bring this into a a, a church context now, we have to see something. We have to believe and we have to commit to the vision that God has given Steve and Becky for this city. We have to commit to that, that actually, over the last year, you've heard Steve communicate, talk about the vision that he has I've caught it in a few weeks. Spend some time with him. He loves Plymouth. He, he could almost be Plymouthian. Well, maybe. Mm, you know. I'm not sure whether he's committed to Captain Jaspers in the way that I am. But actually, you know, we could make him like an associate, sort of like, you know, executive. You know, come up with some title to, to make him a part Plymouthian. <laughs> But actually we have to break something as local church we have to break down the barriers we have to break down the walls in order to reach the community people there is a city out there that is hurting we've got coffee mornings going on we've got Christmas events going on grab your neighbors grab your friends grab your granny get her down here try and get them here so we can introduce them to Jesus you don't want to miss an opportunity I'm switching three and four around. We have to stretch. As we grow in numbers, we'll be stretched. As we go in influence, we will be stretched. As we give and support projects in Plymouth and internationally, we will be stretched financially. But I want to tell you, God will meet the need. I know that this church is a generous church. I know what goes on from this place. And actually, we're just getting to the very tip of the iceberg. The impact that we're going to have is going to be massive in this city. Now, don't get uncomfortable at this next point, okay? We have to move. I'm not necessarily talking a physical move. I'm talking, who knows though, in 2024. We, ha- we can't stay in the same place. What has happened in the past is the past. What's going to happen in the future is going to blow your mind. Because actually this is a God-ordained moment. This is a God-ordained thing that is going to impact the city. The woman with the issue of blood, she had to move to receive her miracle. She had to put herself in a position that changed her life forever. When things change, we become vulnerable. You know, I've been here for three weeks. I've made a few changes. I've moved a few things, and, and moved a few drawers, and moved a few cabinets. And I tell you what. <gasps> I tell you what, get over it. That's the very least of your problems. You know, I've given Arthur, I'm, Arthur, I'm now Arthur's best friend. I've given him a little clicker. If you see him walking around, he's, he's clicking numbers. Because I've realised Arthur can't count. <laughs> he gets to the point, click, 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 click. So he's, he's happy now, aren't you, Arthur? We'll just get him off Hive eventually, because it's like Barbados in here, isn't it? We know what the vision is. It's been clearly communicated over the last year. We have to break down the walls of the church. We have to reach a community. We will be stretched. We will have to move. We can't stay in the place where we've been. We can't stay in our comfort zone. Because there's a city out there that is hurting that needs us. We have incredible news, incredible things that can change this city. And yes, we can come on a Sunday and we can have a fantastic time, but actually, that's just Sunday, not Monday to Saturday. What else have we got to do? Don't miss an opportunity. That prophetic word that was spoken over the church, you will be known as a people who will touch the untouchable. For some of you, you're not going to like sitting next to the untouchable. I don't know about you, but I've sat and watched YouTube videos about that pastor who, in America, went to his church dressed as a tramp. Smelly, dirty, all of those things. But actually, that church welcomed him in. They sat him down as the new minister, not knowing he was the new minister, and welcomed him in. Gave him coffee, gave him a jacket. And actually, what that set was the tone and the culture of that church that he was able to continue As a church, where are we at with that? If somebody comes along and sits in your seat, oh, that's dangerous ground, isn't it? Find another seat. We've got to allow for growth. We've got to allow for a change in culture. To reach the vision that we have for this city, we're going to have to step out in faith. Faith. For you as an individual, you're going to have to step out. In fact, don't let your contentment become your containment. The size of a mustard seed is so small, but it starts with that. It has to start somewhere. We can't stay the same. We have to move forward. I'm excited about what God has got ahead. Sometimes, I'll be honest, I don't understand it, but actually what I do is I know that we're here for such a time as this, and I trust that God has a plan and a purpose, and I know that as a church, the best is yet to come. If you believe with me this morning as I stand, that actually you've just got the the faith of a mustard seed for what God is going to do, I'm going to ask you to stand. This is a stand of commitment to say that we're, we're committed to this cause, that we're committed to seeing Plymouth reached, that actually the next generation will be on young lions. That the next generation from Restore Church in Plymouth won't just impact the city of Plymouth, but will go above and beyond that. I'm believing that as we send teams out from this place to Uganda, as we send teams out on mission, that we will impact the nations. From this city, from this city that has often been laid in ruins, we will see new buildings built. We will see fresh ground broken. Father God, I thank you for this place. Lord, I thank you for the ground that we stand on. I thank you for everything that has has been. But Lord, I pray that you will move us. Lord, I pray that as we step forward with the vision that you've given for this city, that, Lord, we will continue to see life saved. That, Lord, we will continue to see new people coming through the door. That, Lord, will be a church of influence in this city. That, Father God, we will be known as a church of resources in this city. That, Lord, we will be known for, for so many things that will impact. And, Lord, I pray that as individuals, You will equip us to serve, to resource, to see the vision that you have laid come to fruition. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.